Yes, now it's on. Hello, good evening everyone. We're here with Nate TV Radio, a space for indigenous perspectives. And we're here with Animistic Beliefs. Hi. We're going to do this in Netherlands, or do you think English is better? I think it would be more inclusive if we were to do it in yeah, English, think, yeah, so yeah. everyone so who is present can hear what we're doing. Perfect, perfect. Okay. First of all, can I ask you, uh, what are your pronouns? Um, my pronouns are they, them. Me, she, they. Perfect. Thank you so much. Thanks for asking. <laughs> Thank you. My name is Jessie and this is Julia. Hi, Julia. She, her. She, her as well. Would you like to start, Julia? Um, I would. Well, first of all, thank you so much uh, for being here. Uh, I've seen you once before at like a Moluccan exhibition, I believe, like in the middle of nowhere across the country somewhere. Yeah, remember? I remember that, yes. <laughs> that yeah. was the first time I saw you and at a protest, right? Also at yeah, a protest, yeah. In The Hague. In The Hague, yeah. Uh, and it, I think it was for West Papua, yes, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. And I was so happy that you guys joined, like, oh. <laughs> Yeah, of course. Yeah. Thank you so Sorry, much. Can I just ask one second if your mic can be put up a little bit? Yeah. Uh, any... Oh, hi. Can you put up the mic? Like, make it a little bit louder? Great. All right. Anyways, we're gonna start with the... Well, my first question, mm -hmm. um, and maybe for people that don't know you, obviously you're famous, um, but for the people that don't know you, uh, why the name Animistic Beliefs? What does it mean? What does it mean to you personally, and how did it come to you? Um, yeah, Animistic Beliefs. Yeah, the name says it already. It's about animism. Uh, we really like the idea of animism, where... Um, everyone is living uh, uh, in balance with nature mm -hmm. and where we believe that there's a soul in, in everything that's in the world. And yeah, we, we thought it was a, a nice analogy uh, for our music as well because we are using machines and it, they also have a kind of a soul. Right? Mm -hmm. Do you have anything to add to that? <laughs> um, <clears throat> I think mainly like animism is also about balance and respect for mother nature and i think in that way we try to also um i don't know in a way like have respect for nature think about the balance um try to decolonize our minds uh and the way that we live in a way yeah Nice. That's. I think that's beautiful, and it makes me think about the world that we live in. And did you grow up here in the Netherlands, or? Yes, I was born in Rotterdam. Yeah. Yes. Okay. And you? Yeah. I was also born in Rotterdam. Yeah. Hey, no teen. <laughs> nice. But like, how did you gain this wisdom? It's like because we're living in this very. We're living in the colonizers' country, right? Yeah. 
capitalistic world, like how did this come to you? The uh, yeah, well, I mean, it's still like a process decolonizing our minds, and, mm. and I'm still learning every day, of course. But I have a, a, a Moroccan background, uh, so when I started to uh, dive into the history of my family and... Oh. When did you do that? Like, when did that start? Um, well, I, of course, I was already always uh, aware of, of being different and being... Uh, uh, I'm actually Dutch Moroccan. My mom is white. My mom is white. Uh, my dad is Moroccan. Uh, so I was al already always aware. Uh, but I think the, the deeper dive into the culture and just uh, getting to know myself started, like, I think maybe four, four or three years ago. Uh, right, yeah. yeah, we were already like, like doing the project and we wanted to change a bit and I, I was changing as well. Yeah, and, and I, I just wanted to get to know myself better and then that's when I was diving more into it. And for, and for you, was there also like a moment that you realized like, I need to find out more about myself and... I think for everyone as you grow older, um, you try to answer the question, who am I? What is my identity? And I thought the best way to figure out who I am today or who I will be in the future is to dig about the past. So to go back in the past, uh, to learn about my family's stories, their history, um, how they came here, what they have gone through, was the best way to learn about myself and how their journey has influenced me indirectly as a person. Um, I just started thinking about that more. I think when I was younger, I did not really dig that much because if I'm being fully honest, I was shamefully so ashamed of my heritage um, because of the way that you were treated in society by the kids in school. And I think there was a reason for me to shove it away and to feel less proud. And nowadays, um, I'm, now that I'm learning more and more, I start to feel more and more proud of who I am and the journey that my family has gone through to bring me, yeah, to, to have gotten here um, due to colonization as well, of course. But I think there's a lot that I have learned from digging in the past so I could know more about myself now. Oh, wow, that's so beautiful. I feel like, yes, you can applaud, yeah. And what I thought of was, um, I, I will pass the mic to you, if it. <laughs> um, when you were speaking, I felt like your ancestors must be so proud. Like, do you even think of that? Or how do, do your ancestors influence the way you make music or live your life? How do you honor them? Well, I think in a way by finding myself, I try to honor them in a way, but I cannot help but wonder if I have disappointed them in a way that I am. Um, I think there are a lot of things that they wanted for me. Uh, let's say the generic thing, heteronormative life um, and being queer is like something entirely different. And I always wondered if me being the way that I am now has disappointed them in any way. But I've talked about it also with my, with my sister and 
she told me that she's 100% sure that that's not the case. And I try to find comfort in that. And at the same time, I know that in the way that I'm digging up things now and that I try to learn about the history and where they're coming from and all the things that they have gone through that I know in a way that I will carry on what they, what they had. Yeah. And I hope that they are proud. Yeah. I think they're really proud of you, actually. I Thank think you. so, too. And of you, too. Yeah. And also, I mean, when you think about it, um, isn't like colonization the reason that being queer now is like not the norm and it's considered something, you yeah, know? Yeah, exactly, yeah. I was just thinking that when you were saying that because I feel like all these standards, heteronormative standards, they come from uh, European values and Christian values especially that were forced upon uh, the, the global south. Um, yeah, they're they're so very much a product of of capitalism yeah, and, and and colonialism. Yeah, yeah, exactly, so yeah. we were actually wondering just now, like, does your music and and reconnecting with heritage and ancestry through your music maybe allowed you to express that part of your identity in a way even more? Uh, for me, for sure. Yeah, I, I feel I I feel like the music helped me to be more confident about it and it also I felt like I needed to show this as well to other people through music uh, for them to know that it's okay to be queer, that it's okay to be indigenous or a person of color and doing doing different kind of music, being alternative, queer, uh, whatever I am, you know. Uh, yeah, so for me thank it's, you it's for definitely that. like yeah. a tool. Yeah, yeah thank you. <laughs> also um, it just warms my heart to see when you see people that look like you in front of the stage when you're playing for example and that you bring something out in them and that when they come to you after you've played that you see how much it meant to them it just I don't know it sometimes it almost makes me cry you know like That's because sometimes you do things for yourself but at the same time let's say for example for the installation that we made I wrote a poem and it was in Vietnamese, um, and even though like, I speak Vietnamese, but of course it's a different type of Vietnamese than, the than what they speak now in Vietnam. And to hear that people connect with the story, also people that don't speak Vietnamese, but the people that are Vietnamese or Chinese that hear what I said and feel the connection to it, just really knows that I'm on the right path in a way, yeah. Could you, could you maybe share some lines of the poem with us? <laughs> or is that, it, it, please tell us if it's... Um... Um, I think for the one in the installation, I will keep it as it is, but I can tell you a little bit about what it's about. Um, so that poem is about the traumas that my parents have, and in a way that I say that they have them but also that they don't have them like i i inherited their traumas but i also did not inherit their traumas and in a way by saying it i'm also denouncing the fact that i inherited their traumas because i also feel that with the traumas that i inherited i also inherited so much pride um and so much cultural things that i am very grateful for and in that way i don't want to push short of a way that it's just about trauma but uh, in our newest album that's gonna come up, um, I wrote a short text 
with the questions that I wanted to ask my grandparents that I was never able to ask them. And I think for me, this was a way to channel. I think a lot of people have questions that they always wanted to ask them, but they couldn't. And for me also, because of when I was younger, I tried to not be Asian in a way. Um, I didn't want to stand out. I did not want to be different. I didn't want to be asked if I ate a dog or some sh shit like that, you know? And that's why I tried to be different. And that's why I also did not dig into my culture. But, um, okay, if you, <laughs> I always share a little bit. Um, Only if it's comfortable for you. <laughs> Um, sorry, for some reason I cannot think of the lines that I wrote for the new album, but I will do a part of the other one. Những lắc thương lừa người đó, giấc thương chưa nói ra không sẽ làm. Con có chấn thương của cha tôi, tôi có chấn thương của mẹ tôi. Tôi không có chấn thương của cha tôi. Tôi có chấn thương của mẹ tôi. Con là con gái của cha tôi. Con là con gái của mẹ tôi. Tôi tự hào. Thank you so much. That's an honor to hear. Thank you. Thank you. Well, that just brought tears to my eyes, actually. Um, and it made me think of a very special woman from the Papuan uh, community uh, that had to flee West Papua. Uh, but at some point, she returned to West Papua. And she uh, went to visit a community there to collect songs, songs from that particular clan. Uh, and they were protest songs. Um, and she brought them home to the Netherlands and she, that's the point where she said, I will sing this everywhere. And she did, um, like in the Netherlands, in the UK, in Germany, and every time she would sing this song, which is about trauma and atrocities happening in West Papua, she made people cry. And they would come up to her and they would say, um, I didn't understand a word you were saying, but it made me cry because I felt it. And I think we just talked for maybe, I don't know how long, but <laughs> just uh, the energy you bring to the stage and the, I don't know, the energy that's surrounding you is very like honest. And I, yeah, I just want to tell you that keep it up and uh, already just being you and like living your own truth and also being aware that you're still looking for what what is true for me and you know it's all relative i guess um that's just so inspiring so let's just give them a hand maybe thank you thank you
Yeah, you create space, but just by being you and just by being there, and I, I, I think that's that's yeah, that's really awesome. Um, I wanted to ask you some things about um, indigenous music traditions and electronic music, um, and the last years I've learned a lot about indigenous music traditions and how they uh, they're. There's a lot of traditions, whether you're in Africa or with the Maori or um, in uh, um, what we now call the United States. It's there's a lot of traditions that are meant to break the barriers of time, so to connect with ancestors and to heal trauma and to heal yourself, your body and your mind. Um, and if you think about it, or if I think about why I like electronic music so much, it's about for me, in this colonial society where time is all of a sudden an, a linear thing and is a thing that holds power over us and is meant to hold power over us, how electronic music is a way to also break those barriers or to go through that and feel free of that and connect with something bigger or deeper. And I was wondering if, if, if somehow that resonates with you and how that maybe opened up barriers for you to reconnect with 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 things you you maybe not felt so so much before or I don't know. Uh, yeah, I do relate with that. Uh, I struggle a bit with answering this question fully, uh, but we are very inspired by uh, indigenous music. Uh, as uh, for me, especially uh, Malacca music has a lot of uh, drums, uh, tifa drums. Uh, there's ritual dances. So uh, we've been really inspired by that, and um, we also use that in our music as well, especially in our uh, upcoming work. Oh yeah! Oh uh, yeah! Oh. There's a <laughs> yeah. Uh, there's a lot of uh, uh, tifa drums on the new record. Uh, I made I built my own drums. Uh, oh wow! I uh, made a, a, a instrument, a horn instrument, out of a shell. It's called a tahuri. Oh wow! Uh, they use that to. I really uh, like that you're doing this, by the way. <laughs> yeah. yeah, so uh, I made uh, my own uh, indigenous instruments that are come from my Moluccan uh, culture. Wow. Uh, and we apply them in our own music as well in a more contemporary way. And the same goes for uh, Lin's Vietnamese heritage. There's also a lot of, uh, of influence in the, the new record as well, right? Yeah, I think for me, um, also we've been trying to dig into like samples because there are so many instruments that I would love to be able to play, but that I'm not able to play, unfortunately. Um, but what Julia also said, to go around and travel and record recordings in certain villages back in Vietnam, that was something that I would really, really love. And to be able to incorporate that, like ones that you recorded yourself instead of using samples, um, that will be a dream, actually. Yeah, wow. Yeah. yeah, yeah, I can imagine. That's already breaking barriers, I think, between space and time. That's awesome. Yeah, uh, I would love to hear that already. <laughs> it's it's coming I, out very soon. <gasps> What's very soon? Oh, yeah. we don't. Okay, <laughs> we don't know. It's a surprise. <laughs> yeah. I mean, not a big surprise anymore, but it will be out very soon. We'll be looking forward to that. And I was wondering, um, like, how did you get into electronic music? What is your musical journey? 
Who inspires you? Where do you hope to grow in? Um, let's talk a little. A lot of questions. Let, but yeah, let's dive into it. <laughs> uh, I mean, I, I've always been into electronic music, uh, and for me, it, for, first it just started as a. Yeah, I really like going out, so I, we were emulating techno sounds and. Uh, yeah, right. Uh, just trying to make something similar to what we heard and be part of that community. And then at some point, uh, Lynn and I started to make our own instruments, uh, electronic instruments, mm -hmm. in a really nerdy synthesizer club. And we started to perform together as well, uh, showcasing these instruments. And that's when it really started to, to grow, I guess, our, yeah. our project. I think when we talk about the beginning, it was still very experimental, I think. We're still fighting our way, and I think in a way that the project is always changing with us as well, as we change as people. Um, but in the beginning, we really tried to fit into certain play, yeah, play Boxes, scenes, let's say, uh -huh. yeah, how uh, we made music, um, because we were afraid if we're going to make something that is different, that it would not totally fit or wouldn't be accepted. But as of lately, we really have been trying to find our own way, um, being true to ourselves and the things that have shaped us as teenagers, but also uh, right now with our journey as we discover more about ourselves and our past. Um, and we try to incorporate that and try to really be true to ourselves. Um, and I feel it's very liberating in a way to do that. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I think we became more confident about our own identities and yeah. who we are, and now we are. It also translates into the music more, mm -hmm. right? Yeah. Beautiful. Yeah. I I was wondering. You were saying um, uh, it started when you were going out. Like, when was this? How many years ago? I don't want to put you on the spot. Yeah, too, I mean, I've been going out since I was super young. Yeah, I was yeah. I was way too young when I started to go out. You were 12 out. or something. I was yeah, I was 12 when I was started to go out. It was a, I went to I went with my friends who had bigger brothers and sisters mm. and they would sneak us into the club. <laughs> it was really not okay actually, but but it yeah, I've, I've yeah, since then I've been really into electronic music. And and you were saying uh, we became a or I became a part of that community. What's that community like? What did it teach you or bring you? Um, well, for me it was yeah, it was just like uh, the nightlife itself and and just the the anonymous the anonymous feeling of being in a club and just having these weird weird people around you. That are yeah, that, just like myself, I guess. I think maybe in, in that sense, you maybe don't mean that it was a community already back then, but that you felt part of a bigger yeah yeah, yeah bigger thing. Yeah, that attracted me at first. Yeah. Yeah, I think when I think of more of sense of community, it is more something that I have found more the past two or three years or something like that. Um, also because I started to be more true to myself then you find people that you attract let's say and it's so nice honestly that you can more be yourself um, in that sense I think community was found very recent for me um, but for me how 
it shaped me. I went out, I think, when I was 15 or something like that. And it used to be more like... I went to Hollywood a lot, like in Rotterdam, like Hollywood. <laughs> I went there a couple yeah, of times like to, the, well. me too, me to too. the bubbling parties. Bubbling and beats, and yeah, bubbling beats. <laughs> Um, I think that's how it started for me, like more... It was so shady there, and so dirty, like... Yes, <laughs> for sure. Also, but it was low-key really good, though. Yeah, right? Exactly. Yeah. When I think back, there were good times, you know? Yeah. There were good times. <laughs> um, I think at the later moment, I started going out to techno parties because my sister went there, and she took me there, but also went to hardcore and that kind of stuff. Um, so more in that type of electronic music, it was a little bit later for me. Um, yeah, sorry, I don't remember what the question was. Anymore. Yeah, no, uh, communities that you become a part of, and um, something uh, it makes me think about um, also about love. Um, I want to talk about love because okay. I feel like in this society we live in, there's such a hyper focus also on like romantic love, and for me, also finding my community and I really recognize myself in your stories like uh, first pushing it away your heritage and then when you embrace it it's like oh my gosh this feels really nice yeah for sure <laughs> and and also to accept the love from your community and it feels so much better like how yeah so I guess my question is like how do you experience love or what is love for you where do you get it from uh, yeah, besides romantic relationships, I get I get love from yeah like community, the queer community, uh, uh, my Moroccan f uh, friends and community. It's something I really uh, yeah also value way more now because I used to feel a bit alone in this, and then you realize there's actually a lot of people who have a similar background that go through the same thing, so they understand you more. And I think that's very valuable. Nice. Yeah. Do you want to add anything? To, I, you were thinking really deeply. <laughs> In this stare, like stare. Yeah. Um, how I experience love. Um, it can also be romantic, like in the broadest sense. Well, however you want to answer it. Well. I, when I hear that, I think about my parents' love language and how when I was younger, I did not really feel that this was the right love language for me, you know what I mean? So when I was younger, it was, well, still is actually, um, <laughs> it would always be, you were cared for, I provide for you, um, you have a roof over your head, you have food, uh, you have security, you kind have... Kind of materialistic almost. Yes, right? in a way, yeah, for sure. Some, yeah. Um, and I think that's also like from survival mode, like coming, fleeing from somewhere else and having not enough to having enough and feeling that you are okay, sort of. But in an emotional way, I think I felt not really that it matched with what I needed because I never got to hear I'm proud of you. I never heard I love you. I never got a hug until I was 15, you know, like <laughs> those type of things. But um, I do know now, now that I try to learn more about the journey that what they showed me all was love, you know, and in a way that I adapted their love language as well by 
caring for, providing for, helping out for people that I love. Are you an earth sign? Oh. No, I'm not. Not? <laughs> no, I'm a Gemini. Oh, nice. What's your sign? Just really quick, real quick. I'm a, a Libra. Nice. Libra sun, Leo moon. <laughs> And nice. a rising Capricorn. Hey, my son is in Capricorn. Woo. Okay, I just wanted to know that. Um, but how I experience love mainly is when people show me that it's okay to be who I am and um, to feel supported in the way, in my journey, wherever that may go, uh, and to feel that regardless if I beat myself down, that they know how to lift me up and make me feel enough. Um, and I experienced that from romantic relationships, but also from my friends, family, um, people that I consider part of community and people that I relate to, just by having conversations with them that I can relate to and see that they feel the same way or that they have experienced the same, I already feel some type of connection and love towards them and the other way around. Yeah, for sure, yeah. I feel the same. We have a, because we were in the same friend groups and right now our friend group is really nice they're very supportive very loving right i love to hear that and and i think it's really important to keep talking about love because sometimes in this society it's all about work yeah. like yeah. through dms or whatever when you start talking to someone it's always like oh what do you do what do you do for a living yeah, how do yeah, you make sure, money yeah. like that's such a capitalist yeah, yeah, yeah. capitalistic question <laughs> and um I, I feel like colonization has also um, meant uh, not loving yourself. So that's why I really yeah, wanted... It's like sacrificing yourself, but also... Um, I, I guess for me, when I went to West Papua for the first time, I, f I finally experienced like what, what full love means. Not the, the kind of love where you have to graduate first. Be because that was my thing. I think... My father started laughing at my jokes at the uh, at dinner when I, once I graduated. Yeah. That's like so that's strange. Yeah. <laughs> no, like so okay, I, I respect you now. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. But when I went to Papua, like it didn't it didn't matter, and that was so nice. And um, yeah, I don't know. Do you experience that as well, or? Maybe not from my parents, but definitely from society. Yeah. Like there's always a pressure to perform. You always have to be, uh, uh, yeah, productive and yeah, even in love. In a, even in love, in a way, it's a it's sort of sort of something to achieve or something. Yeah, yeah, with like yeah. goals that you have to reach and yeah. these certain yeah, milestones. Yeah. Like you need <laughs> to get kids, you need to get married. Yeah, yeah, exactly. yeah, yeah, yeah. it's the same. Oh yeah. my god, yeah, and it's so boring. Yeah, I didn't think about that. Yeah. It's yeah. so boring. Anyways, um, so <laughs> <laughs> how do you um, do self-care? What is self-care for you? We were talking about it outside, actually, and we were like, self-care isn't just like doing facial masks and getting a massage, yeah. even though I love those. Um, but sometimes it's about like discipline, like I'm going to bed now because I have to get up and I want to get enough sleep for myself, you know? Stuff yeah. like that. Sometimes it's discipline, but I don't know. I'm just wondering, like, what is self-care to you and how do you do it? Uh, yeah, well, that's one of the things, like deciding to not 
go to this party or or just telling people I am tired today I'm not going to do this or that uh, but it is really hard like what we were just talking about like I, there's a lot of guilt and uh, this internalized pressure to always do something it's I really, I'm really trying more and more to just see friends and have fun and cook together and eat together. That's what I. That's my self care, I guess. That sounds lovely. Uh, but it is. I must say, it's really hard. It's like I have a hard time to 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 relax. Actually, uh, I'm, it's still something I I had to learn to do better. I guess. Yeah. Same. Yeah, I, I think I have the same. Also, a difficult time with relaxing and not feeling guilty when you do so. In the moment that you have time off, let's say, I'm like, oh, but I could do this and I could do that. All the other things that I was supposed to do to, I don't know, like, make things better or advance in your career or, I don't know, <laughs> things Stop. like that. Yeah. Um, yeah, I think it's very difficult to not feel guilty about it um, for me and to relax indeed and do things for me. Um, what do yeah. you like to do? What do you feel like doing do i want to watch like series and do nothing is that okay yes or not it's mm, i think mainly for me self-care is also yeah i wouldn't really call it discipline but also be mindful of my own headspace um how much i can handle um and to be aware of that and i think now more and more i'm trying to figure it out still um because yeah, I think it also has to do with my ADD was diagnosed like a little bit more than a year ago and I'm still trying to grasp and see how I function um, and what I can do different to make my own life better. What was a year ago? Sorry? What was a year ago? I, I then I got diagnosed oh, with okay. ADD. Yeah, yeah. yeah, of course. Yeah. Um, which is, by the way, um, due to... I don't know, lack of research to people with a different background uh, and women also that I got diagnosed so late. <laughs> um, okay, let me backtrack. What was I talking about again? <laughs> yes. Um, yeah, so to be mindful of my own headspace and what I can handle, what I cannot handle, and to say no to things and that that is also okay. I think that's a big one for me because I like to say yes to everyone and I think that's yeah something that has been weighing heavy on me and more and more I'm trying to let go of that good for you yeah. that's nice yeah, well yeah like having boundaries as a form exactly. of self yeah. love yeah. or self care definitely yeah I would like to ask a little bit more about your music and, and performing um, so we talked a little bit about about the drums and, and tying back to, to, your, to your cultures and heritage mm -hmm. And I was wondering, when you perform, when you're on stage, what, what goes through you? What, is there anything you can describe for us that have never made music, or I have at least never made music in my life? Uh, speak for yourself. <laughs> uh, uh, yeah, when I make live music and I, I play the drums, I really get into a, tra a trance. Like, I, I just start to perform and I, forget kind of forget about the world around me but at the same time I can feel the energy of the crowd and that lifts me uh, lifts my spirit and I, I but I really get into a trance like after an hour of performing and it's done I kind of wake up and I'm like very disorientated <laughs> I don't even know where I am anymore 
so it's like a really like a more instinctive I guess way of, of making music for me live especially yeah I think the live experience is very intense and I think in the beginning I was also more like you that we were really super busy with what we were doing and staring at the machines and at the end we would look up we're like oh there are people here <laughs> um, I think for me it is uh, a lot of adrenaline mainly because especially now that I do the vocals and I shout a lot it's a lot of adrenaline and a lot of being in the flow um, feeling the energy from the crowd um, and giving it back to them it's like back and forth it's just something that makes me feel really good in a way maybe even and that's more now with the vocals that that you feel that back back and forth with the crowd or yes i think directly that's, connected. yeah i think it's more now it used to be as well but i think more that i feel the connection and the feedback when you yeah shout at them <laughs> that's more, um, yeah. very strange <laughs> it's also more interactive in a way yeah too, exactly yeah. it's more yeah. interactive um Sorry, I forgot the question. No, it, it, um, what goes through you when you're live on stage, when you're making music? Yeah, I think mainly it is a place where we can lose ourselves and really be ourselves in a way. And that it's okay to be ourselves and to show ourselves in the way that we would want to. And in a way also, it's kind of weird, but when you're an artist, it's sort of mere like accepted or something to be the way that you are. It's like, yeah. Yeah, do do be a bit more extra, be a bit more out there, I guess. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, because when you're sitting here, you're really calm and really. And uh, I saw performances of you, and it's it's awesome, and there's so much energy, <laughs> and it's everything but calm. So yeah, and I think you're you're quite yourselves now. Yeah, but you're absolutely quite yourselves on stage as well. Yeah, for sure. But it's more like. It's a bit like a moment where we can blow off some steam and really like, yeah, Let it have a lot out. of energy and yeah, just, yeah, like I said, like the, the trend state where you're just focused on doing music and it's almost like a ritual to me. Yeah, exactly. And get rid of all the, not get rid, but translate all the feelings that you're feeling out into channel the music. It. Yeah, to channel yeah. it through, um, yeah. And do you think... How does that, because before you started with really a drum computer that mm -hmm. you built yourself and yeah. now you're adding more and more uh, of your your heritage and your mm -hmm. your in, in indigenous instruments. Mm -hmm. what, what what does that trance-wise for your, for your energy, for what channels through you? Do you feel changes in that? Uh, yeah, but it's more in a prideful way because it's just I just like to show yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, where I'm yeah. from and uh, sounds from from my heritage. It's, that's mostly what it is. I, I I I'm very familiar with it. I like to to incorporate it in the music, and I get a sense of pride. I'm yeah. like sh I'm showing this to people that maybe don't know about it. Uh, so it's mostly that for me, I guess. Oh wow, that's that's awesome. Yeah. Uh, I got inspired by you saying like being very interactive um, so we have a little crowd building up here <laughs> um, hey. does anyone have a question maybe now I'm gonna get back to you in like two minutes to see if anyone has questions because you're here now and they're here now so that's pretty cool anyways <laughs> right yeah 
Um, what do you want to know about next? Uh, yeah, I want to ask, and if you're not, if you don't want to talk about the new album, please just say so. But where did it start? What was the start of of this new album? Can you tell already a title, maybe, or just go into? Uh, the album is called Merdeka. Merdeka. <laughs> Freedom. Freedom. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. That's a, that's what it's about as well, uh, in the most broad sense. Uh, wow. Freedom of expression, freedom to be who you are, but also uh, freeing your mind of colonization. Oh my God! Uh, <laughs> grasping onto the mic. <laughs> no, because Merdeka. We obviously, at protests, we we shout that. Yeah, for sure. Maluku yeah. Merdeka, Papua yeah, yeah. Merdeka. Yeah. And I feel like you guys are just like two birds of paradise. You know, <laughs> that's like the the bird, um, bird of paradise. It's a bird that only uh, lives on the Moluccas and in West Papua, and it's so beautiful. You have different kinds, and it's. It's like this very proud bird that yeah. shows itself and and is actually also all about love and they have their own way of showing that uh, it's so I love that bird but anyways you remind me of that bird. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. I just thought <laughs> made me think about that. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but the album yeah, that's the title. Uh, and we I think we made it Because it's we made it two years ago already. Actually, like we started to work on on it like two years ago. Uh, there were big delays also in the release. We wanted to uh, release it last year, but a lot of things happened with COVID and everything. And I think it's a better moment to release it now. So, yeah. So it's like um, it's t telling the stories of our of of the last two years. Uh, and it's a yeah. I feel like it's a big change, or it is a radical change actually yeah, from sure. what we did before. Oh really? Yeah. How how so? Well, um, it's a little bit what I uh, tried to explain before is how we try to make music that would fit into certain categories, and now we try to set ourselves free from that. Um, by being more true to ourselves and incorporating the sounds that we love and that we grew up with and from our heritage into the music. Um, I think that is a, a drastic change. Um, and I think it's also a nice change that you are using your voice in it. Um, yeah, I think just bit by bit we're crawling out of our shell and we're just really happy to share this with everyone. Wow, yeah, for sure. I uh, cannot wait. Cannot wait. And and also uh, it's called Merdeka or is there like any anything uh, I I don't want to say political but like uh, are there like protesty uh, vibes to it? Um in spirit, yeah, but not in a very uh, yeah. uh, not in a very straightforward way. Mm -hmm. It's it's mostly just about uh, about us and our heritage and There is critical, uh, there's critical teams as well, yeah, but it's yeah. it's not very in your face per se. Yeah, yeah. It's it's just more about us being free and showing showing us ourselves to the world. Uh, the teams are also about uh, about uh, Moluccan rituals and Vietnamese uh, 
heritage, right? You're, you're speaking with your family. Yeah, you're speaking with your ancestors in one of the tracks. Uh, that's what it's about mostly. And uh, since you started this musical journey, but also like the self-discovery journal uh, journey, which I feel like kind of like coexists in some way, what did that, like, what kind of experiences did you get? Because also you got like really famous. So, <laughs> yeah. can you tell us a little bit about your experiences uh, in the music in industry? I guess. In in what sense? <laughs> I don't know. Do you meet? Like people that you look up to, do you get to, uh, yeah, go to crazy places? Or? Yeah, I mean, we do meet artists that we look up to, kind of. But I've never been like a starstruck person, so I don't know. I feel like lately, the last two years, it's more like uh, I wouldn't say regular people, but like the the friends that I met and and people that I met, they are the ones that inspire me a lot, and and help me grow as a person. Uh, I think that's what was more important for me yeah. the last few years, to find f friends and, and a community that really understood me, more than meeting a famous artist or, yeah. or something. But how do you cope with all the people that know you? Yeah. Like, how do you yeah, cope with that? I, it also feels like, or at least to me, I think it must also be a lot of pressure, maybe. Uh, as in knowing me, but not really knowing me, like exactly. from the internet, you mean? Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. It's it's kind of hard. It's yeah. it's because people tend to dehumanize artists or just people who are known. I, I don't consider myself that known actually, but like people start tend to dehumanize uh, uh, public figures. Uh, they don't really treat them as human sometimes. So it can be really hard because yeah. people project a lot of of, of ideas and 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 onto you and I think that's that's kind of hard yeah yeah do yeah, you yeah. experience that as well I think in a way when you um, express yourself in a certain way by bringing out creative work um, there's always in a way a sort of a pressure that you feel uh, from people but I try to listen to the people whose opinion are close to me and matter to me the most and try to heal in a way and listen to that more rather than the other things because I feel the more that I am true to myself the rest will fall in place or something <laughs> does it make sense? it does yeah okay. um, but I think in general yeah I also don't really feel that we're that level that there are people that are being super invasive or I think it's still manageable to a certain yeah, extent. Yeah, we're definitely no stars or pop stars or something. Yeah. I think that I think that will be very I think that's a really terrible experience, yeah, to be a like a star. I think that's I think it's really a scary scary to be a star. And and also uh, you might like lose the radicality or the, the the truthfulness to yourself because there are so many people that want something from you and yeah 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 I used to be so I'm still sometimes scared about uh, uh, scared that that pe people have a lot of expectations for, uh, uh, as about your next release or just you as an artist or because you already did things before 
And I used to be very, very scared of those expectations and I felt like I had to do things to kind of keep people interested in you. But I had, I had some really good talks with people and I think what I realized is that I, I should just do what I want to do and I might lose people that, that will, will maybe not like it anymore, but I will gain people who like me and the work I make right now and that's more true to myself so that's more important so i shouldn't be afraid of changing or being more true to myself i love to hear that i love that yeah thank you and a little bit more about um, your music journey so the album is coming out at some point in the future mm -hmm. um where you where do you see yourself going from here uh, what are you, so uh, you? You talked a little bit about uh, going to Vietnam and going to the communities and, 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 and see if you can learn to play these instruments. Is, is that something that you're really considering to, to yes. go deeper into that? Yeah, yeah for sure. Um, I would really love to be able to dig deeper into that. I'm just trying to get the resources, to gather the resources to be able to do this, but this is definitely one of my, my plans to, inex to experience Vietnam in the way that I would like to experience it. Because I've been, let's say, three, four times in the past, but then you go with relatives to a certain place. Of course, it's really nice to meet them, but... There's another agenda. Yeah, I just feel that it would be nice to go there on my own journey. Um, and to travel also to the north because I mainly was in the south. I would just really like to experience it from bottom to the top, let's say. Um, and I think from what comes out of there, there will be more fuel for me and inspiration to make something for the future, let's say, yeah, in general. Yeah, for sure. Uh, yeah, for me, I also would like to visit the Moluccan Islands and research uh, I really want to research pre-colonial uh, music and uh, rituals and uh, and do something with that as well. It's also uh, on our on our list of uh, things we want to do. Uh, but I just hope that we can make more music and 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 release more music than we ever did and and just broaden uh, yeah broaden our horizons more and try new things and. Travel just more. keep learning and keep yeah traveling more keep learning more and yeah just staying true to ourselves being open to to change as well yeah that's that's incredible and, and maybe i don't know maybe we as native can can see if we can help with that and, and that would be really nice see if we can get you there and, and yeah that would be really things. cool yeah. that would be amazing yeah let's definitely um and let me see yeah i wanted to ask one more thing um, but I completely blacked out. I'm sorry. It's Maybe okay. <laughs> you think about it. I'm coming back to the crowd. I see a question. Come on up here. Come on up. Hi. Hi. We know each other, hey. so this is good. Um, we had a talk a while ago, and is that me? Is it this? All right. Let's go like that. We, we talked about um, shame for a little bit within a music taste that we used to have and within the scenes that we grow into and, and certain things that are not really cool in a certain way. Um, and I wondered, because I've seen you grow since that time, like 
just from the outside, like as 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 people, but also musically, you your career have grown. Um, is that shame still part of how you make music? And is maybe certain types of things like bubbling is is that going to be part of the new album? Is the new album made fully without shame? Ooh, that's really hard. Um, uh, shame, maybe not, but fear, yeah. There, there, there's always, always this fear, of course, and insecurity that that you're doing something that people might not like. Yeah. Uh, because you might like it, but at some point you're you have to show it to the world, and there will be people that not, maybe not like. You're it. vulnerable then. Yeah, it's it's a, yeah. yeah, it's very vulnerable to to show your art to the to the world. So. Shame, maybe not, but fear, definitely, definitely, yeah. But losing the shame is a good thing. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah no, I think um, I agree with that. Yeah, I think shame was something that I have tried to set apart and also tried to bury. And I think also with the people that I'm surrounding myself with, they make me feel okay as the way that I am and whatever I've gone through and to get to the point that I am here you know so it doesn't matter what well it doesn't matter it matters what brought me to this place where I am right now and I don't want to be ashamed of it anymore so I agree that the fear of course is always there because people have expectations they want you to make the same thing but still a little bit different but yeah. At the same time, you're a person who's growing. You're someone who's learning continuously. Yeah. And I think with every step that you you take and you continue that journey, the people will just follow along that feel right for you in that moment. So yeah. that's how I like to see it. Amazing. Yeah, that, that was the question. I want to say I'm really proud thank of you. Thank guys. you for the question. <laughs> thank you. That was a good question. Nice one. So, uh, do you know RuPaul? Yeah. Ru- RuPaul? Yes, of yeah. course. <laughs> 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 so, uh, you know how in Drag Race, always yeah. at the end, RuPaul, uh, she asked like, what would you say to little five-year-old, I don't know, Derek, or Marvin and Lynn? Uh, and I know the queens all get like a week to prepare their um, like 10 second answer. Uh, but I still wanna ask that question because we were talking about like looking back uh, and y- you told me your experiences like growing up and, and uh, yeah, shoving that heritage away. So now that you're like walking this path, like what would you like to say to yourself when we, you were younger? Um, yeah. Uh First of all, you're beautiful. <laughs> uh, uh, you are actually beautiful. Uh, you're smart. You're talented. And don't question. Don't really don't question yourself. Just just go for what you really want to do. Thank you. Beautiful. That's so. That was really nice. How am I gonna top it now? <laughs> um, I think I would tell her to be proud. Be proud of who you are. Be proud of what you look like. Be proud of where you come from. Believe in yourself. 
indeed also yeah don't question about the things that other people tell you but believe in inherently what you want to do for yourself um, yeah I think mainly that beautiful yeah. thank you one last question for me yeah uh, yeah beautiful thank you so much and I, I have one last question what what do you hope your your audiences take with them from from your music from your performances uh, well, I hope they will have a lot of fun, of course. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, yeah. but, but besides that, I hope they will look they will look up animi animistic beliefs, as in animism and what it means. Mm -hmm. I hope they will read a bit about the Moluccan history and and, and just uh, the why I'm here, for example. I, I hope they will will try to f find that out a bit, do a bit of research, uh, not make me have to give it to them all the time. You know? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. yeah, that's something I hope they will do. Thank you. I think for me, what I mainly try to do when I write text is to find the connection, but also share my personal experiences so, so people don't feel as alone, maybe as I did. Um, yeah, I think that one is an important one for me to share with the music, but also at the same time, by doing the music, I'm trying to reclaim space in a way and reclaim yeah. yeah reclaim space and reclaim actually myself and my mind and everything so I hope they see that and also feel that they can do the same because I also feel that representation is really important and for I was sure. a lack of it for sure and I just hope that they see me and think that they can do it too yeah, for sure. Yeah. Wow, thank you so much. So, you're performing tomorrow, Friday, yeah, yeah. at 7. At, at 7 in a UFO, too. Perfect. Be there. Be there, people. Be there. Be there. <laughs> yeah, awesome. Thank you so much for this. Um, thank you, too. I, yeah, I want to thank you as well, but I want to close off. Uh, I just thought of this. Uh, and I need your help, okay? So, you know how the, the new album's going to be called Merdeka? Merdeka? Yeah, this is what we shout at protests, and we're gonna close it off like that. Merdeka means freedom, so I'm gonna shout Maluku, and then you say Merdeka, and then I say Papua, and you say Merdeka. Yes, I need all of you <laughs> to yeah. participate. Yeah, are we gonna shout it together? Yeah, yeah. We're gonna do Maluku first, and then Papua. Right. Yeah, one, two, three. Maluku, Papua. Papua. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you so much. Thank you.